everybody. Welcome to this episode of Mythic Existence. Today, we're going to be building off of my previous episode, which focused on the folklorist approach to conspiracy theories, and we're going to be discussing rap and hip-hop conspiracy theories. In light of the recent tragedy at Travis Scott's Astroworld performance and the ensuing conspiracy theories, we're going to dissect how these conspiracies voice concerns about racial inequality and will attempt to understand why these viral ideas propagate in the first place. So before I really get into the episode, I want to have the disclaimer that I am not a conspiracy theorist, which is of course what all conspiracy theorists say, but I'm really not. I am a folklorist that tries to understand the motivations behind the conspiracies. So I'm really interested in you know, the cultural aspect of conspiracies and the belief aspect in that I'm curious about why they arise and uh, what they're saying deeper about culture, not, you know, are conspiracies true or not? So um, I just want to get that out there. I'm going to go through kind of a conspiracy primer and really go over kind of the academic conversation about conspiracy theories in general, which is something that I did on a previous episode that was about conspiracies in a larger sense, but we're going to get a little bit in depth, a little bit further in depth about, you know, uh, the, the discussion surrounding conspiracies, and then we'll dig really deep into uh, rap conspiracies, talk about Travis Scott, and Illuminati conspiracies, stuff like that. So it's going to be a really interesting episode. So what conspiracies are is they're really mechanisms to try and explain how the world truly works. So in mythology, we have what are called cosmogonic myths, which are myths that basically explain how the universe and the world has come to exist and how it has come to be. And that's kind of similar to what conspiracy theories do. People try to make sense out of their complex world by simplifying them into conspiracies. You know, the world is complex and often random, and conspiracy theories try to really make sense out of that randomness. So sometimes, and oftentimes, in conspiracy theories, people are seeing patterns in randomness that don't really exist. Folklorists classify conspiracy theories under rumor. Folklorists are very concerned with classifying different types of folklore between legends and rumors, myths, folktales, fables, all of those things. And so to, to a folklorist, a conspiracy theory falls under uh, the rumor category. And... Ellis and Fine say that rumors are an expression of belief about a specific specific event that is supposed to have happened or is about to happen, but does not have secure standards of evidence. So that's kind of why conspiracy theories fall into the rumor category is because of that insecure standard of evidence. Conspiracy theories are often shared by people who lack or feel that they lack social power. And conspiracy theories are used to explain how and why there are organized efforts against them. So it makes sense that 
in the hip hop and rap community, which is predominantly black, that conspiracy theories propagate. You know, it's a it's a very uh, apt ground for the propagation of conspiracy theories because black people are systematically uh, oppressed in this country. To offer you a definition of conspiracy theories, we could say that they are. Uh, things that explain harmful or tragic events as the result of the actions of a small, powerful group. And such explanations reject the accepted narrative surrounding those events or events. Indeed, the official version may seen as further proof of the conspiracy. So that might be something that you've found speaking with conspiracy theorists is that there's nothing that can disprove the conspiracy. Everything is part of the conspiracy. The media is actively making the conspiracy theory, uh, you know, part of their agenda. Basically, they're they they are part of the this bigger plot being run by the amorphous they. So you you can never disprove a conspiracy theory. That's kind of what makes it a conspiracy theory. Conspiracy theorist is a label that is put on you by outsiders. The folklorist David Hufford is famous for saying, what I know, I know what you believe, you believe. That's, uh, you know, kind of a staple of belief studies. So a conspiracy theorist is something that you probably wouldn't call yourself. And if you do, it's things that you know, but if you're studying it, you know, conspiracy theorists from not a first point perspective, you're studying belief, right? So that is what folklorists refer to as emic and edic, insider and outsider uh, perspectives. Communi- uh, conspiracy theories communicate, strengthen, and justify core beliefs of a group. So that's one function that they have is they are used to create a sense of group identity. And again, rap and hip-hop groups in general are kind of bound by similar identities. So that's another reason why rap conspiracies might uh, circulate in in that type of group. Michael Barkin, I believe his name is pronounced, says that there are three types of conspiracy theories. One is are event conspiracies that circulate around a limited set of events, such as the Kennedy assassination. A second is systemic conspiracies by a group, such as the Freemasons or the Deep State. And third are super conspiracies that connect multiple conspiracy beliefs, such as QAnon. Conspiracy theories are a sort of snowball storytelling in that they tend to build up like a snowball and they start getting out of control as they roll downhill. Confirmation bias and ethnocentrism often play a large role in conspiracy theories in that you are often, you know, more apt to believe things that you already thought. Uh, You know, if you think that the president is evil or part of a conspiracy, if you already thought he was evil, then you're more likely to think that he's part of a conspiracy. 
or vice versa. So there's a great article called Understanding Conspiracy Theories by Douglas et al. You can find it on uh, a Google search. You don't have to have specific access to an academic journal to access, uh, access it. And they kind of dig into why people believe conspiracy theories in the first place even further. A lot of what I was just talking about comes from a book by uh, John Bodner et al. about COVID-19 conspiracies. And again, those are academics and folklorists, not crackpot researchers uh, just on random corners of the internet. Again, these are academics and uh, I tend to prefer the academics. So that's what I talk about. One reason people believe in conspiracy theories are psychological factors. People oftentimes believe many or none conspiracy theories. There's room in between, but uh, some, sometimes you're, you believe in a lot of conspiracy theories or at once, or you just don't generally believe in conspiracy theories. This is what they call a monological belief system or conspiracy thinking in that conspiracies play a deciding or important role in the way that you see the world. Epistemic, existential, and social factors also play in. Epistemic factors are a a desire for understanding, and you often... Well, conspiracy theories will often propose broad explanations for complex things. And like I said, they'll often see patterns and randomness. This comes in the form of numerological data clustering. I mean, a lot of conspiracies, you'll see numerological explanations for their existence. Uh, And if you don't know what numerology is, it's basically uh, ascribing uh, numeric, uh, a number to a letter. So like a is one B is two, so on and so forth. And they'll say Travis Scott equals this and Illuminati equals this in numerology. Um, but that is what conspiracy or conspiracy theorists, researchers call data clustering or the conjunction fallacy in that two things that are proposed to be linked are, are not in fact linked at all. Existential uh, factors for belief include the desire for control, uh, controlling your situation, feeling like you have control. People turn to conspiracy theories when their existential needs are threatened and they often reject official narratives And then social reasons for uh, belief in conspiracy theories are often motivated by having a a sense of a positive image for your group. Conspiracy theories are often associated with narcissism. And, you know, if you believe in a a conspiracy that poses your group in a a positive light, you might be... Uh, thinking that you would believe in it or oppositely if a conspiracy theory poses your group in a negative light that might be an explanation for why your social standing is uh, what it is 
Another factor is motivated reasoning, which is that people with the same information will come to different conclusions. This ties into confirmation bias in that you might come to a conclusion that the Travis Scott concert was a satanic, uh, you know, basically ritual sacrifice if that's what you already believed as opposed to what I think it was, which was a random tragedy because I don't have that motivated reasoning. Okay, before we get into our discussion improper about Travis Scott and hip-hop Illuminati, I want to discuss one more article. It's by a researcher named Travis Goya at Cornell, and this article is called Counterknowledge, Racial Paranoia and the Cultic Milieu, Decoding Hip-Hop Conspiracy, a great article that you can find through a Google search, but once again is an academic article. Goya says that rap conspiracies are an example of what he calls counter-knowledge in that they are subversive racial reframing of social problems meant to entertain. Basically, that means that uh, rappers and, and hip-hop artists are engaged in what is what he calls counter knowledge in that they, uh, they, they take social problems and that they, uh, repackage them for entertainment. Goya points out that conspiracy theories often point away from the structural sources of oppression to fanciful explanations that can be seen through things like, uh, conspiracy theories about record execs trying to push, um, you know, stereotypes and language and image that uh, glorifies incarceration because the conspiracy theory says that they actually have a stake in the incarceration system, but that points away from the actual uh, source of structural oppression, which is the incarceration system, which negatively targets black people. The cultic milieu uh, are, as he defines them, spaces where conspiracy theories, apocalyptic prophecy, numerology, and unrelated countercultural practices propagate. So that is kind of this conspiracy theory mindset at large put into practice. He says that there are three ways that uh, rappers basically interact Um with their art, the first is through lyrics, the second is through interviews, and the third is through interactions with other artists um, and their fans. And so this this tertiary tier of interactions is often where conspiracy theories uh, exist. They, they exist equally throughout all three. You know, conspiracy theories will point to evidence of, uh, you know, Illuminati lyrics, they'll often uh, point to interviews and pictures in particular where they're making specific hand gestures and stuff like that, um, as well as interactions uh, like the Travis Scott uh, Astro World performance. He also points out to the fact that uh, black conspiracy theories have increased since 9-11 and Katrina, as well as through the AIDS and crack epidemics 
as well as the deaths of important rappers such as Tupac and Biggie, which are believed by conspiracy theorists to be part of a grander, larger super conspiracy. Um, so that's that's really you know what Goya covers in his article. Gives you an idea for why, in particular, uh, you know, hip hop conspiracies and why black people, you know, entertain these conspiracies. But it's not just a black thing. Hip hop and rap is larger than just the black community, and so there's a complex interplay of the black hip hop, uh, you know aficionados who also might be conspiracy theorists and the conspiracy theorists theorizing about black hip hop conspiracies. If that makes any sense. Okay. Let's get into Travis Scott and the Astroworld concert tragedy. So on November 5th, earlier this year, eight people died at Travis Scott's Astroworld Music Festival in Houston, Texas. 25 people were hospitalized. 50,000 people attended the concert. And what happened is when the concert started, people began to surge toward, towards the stage. And this caused people at the front to get trapped. And they died because they couldn't escape the surge. Now, since this happened, there have been many conspiracy theories that have arisen online because of the actual events. Most of the conspiracy theories posit that the deaths were part of a satanic ritual. Videos on TikTok have gone viral, showing the stage looking like an inverted cross leading to a portal. Um, So if you haven't seen it, look it up. Uh, The... The area behind Travis Scott, I mean, it does look like a portal and there's a giant mountain above it that kind of does look like a a hellscape. Uh, But does that mean that this was some kind of satanic ritual? Absolutely not. Um, An ambulance came into the crowd and there's some kind of there's there's creepy videos of Travis Scott just continuing and kind of laughing and smiling uh, while the ambulance is getting these people who are dying in the audience. Um, I don't necessarily think that he knew that that was going on. I, I saw one video where he's basically standing on top of a platform while one of the people is getting a CPR. It's really hard to watch. I, I, I can only watch a couple of seconds of it. Um, Other conspiracy theorists point to him depicting himself like a demon on his album promotions. There, I saw tweets that were calling attention to the tagline that said, see you on the other side, uh, the tagline for for the concert. And they tie that into the the portal. And there's another tweet saying that he sold his soul to the devil, which is a common trope in hip-hop conspiracies in that the hip hop artists must have made a, a Faustian bargain to get to this point of fame, which that again, that's pointing to this person must have done something uh, nefarious to get to the social standing that they are in compared to me. So it's conspiracy theories are often for, for losers uh, in that, you know, it's, it's an explanation for, their place in the world, going back to, uh, you know, the cosmogonic myth. 
I, I found a, uh, a post from an Instagram page called Kabbalah Chat, uh, which is a, a conspiracy theory page. I'm just going to read some of it off to you. Uh, he, this page says, Travis Scott, a.k.a. Widget the World Watcher, a.k.a. La Flame, a.k.a. the Fiery Ant-Man, knew all about the Astral World Endgame assignment. And this is accompanied by a picture of his Astral World uh, pendant that has, uh, you know, a kind of portal-looking design on it, accompanied by the CERN... Um, you know the 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 CERN uh, particle collider, as well as a picture of Paul Rudd in uh, Avengers Endgame, where he has his time machine that they go to find to fight Thanos in, and they all kind of look similar. Uh, he knew all about the assignment. Uh, the astral world endgame assignment. All bases were covered. Ritual sacrifice, Saturn worship, CERN portal worship, fiery mountains, smoke, inverted cross stage, fentanyl jabs, bohemian grove owls, disoriented, raging hypnotic music vibes, security risks encouraged, etc. Definitely all orchestrated with precision, Kicked open the gates of the Phoenix. Travis, Travis Scott will be even bigger after all this chaos because the demon's got to get fed and he's playing his part, his part. Stay mindful and aware. Also, welcome to 1984. Equals 223 LCH Kabbalah. George Orwell wrote, wrote the dystopian novel 1984. 1949. That I mean, the end part, just like... Just throw in George Orwell in 1984 to every th- single conspiracy theory. Um, but you can see this is part of the, the cultic milieu. Uh, you know, Kabbalah itself is part of that esotericism just in general. And so it's interesting that that's the page name. Um, with all of these extra things thrown in, CERN, Porter Worship, Fiery Mountain, Saturn Worship, uh, it's things that that these conspiracy theorists point to, which it's, in my view, a conjunction fallacy of uh, seeing patterns where they're not actually um, existing. So, uh, interestingly, there was a, a post that kind of went viral showing the the head in the crowd of Travis Scott's this giant Travis Scott head. It looks similar to uh, Hieronymus Bosch's painting, The Mouth Out of Hell. It kind of ties into a couple of topics I've been researching recently. One is Simulacra and Simulation. Uh, it's a book by Jean Baudrillard, which is actually the uh, one of the influences for the movie The Matrix, which oftentimes these conspiracy theories repackage things that they see in movies um simulacra are copies that depict things that either had no original or no longer have an original so the the travis scott head is a a simulacra of the hieronymus bosch head and baudrillard claims that our society has replaced all reality and meaning with symbols and signs and that the human experience is a simulation of reality similarly guy debord proposed his theory of the society of the spectacle in which he says that our 
authentic social life has been replaced with its representation and that passive identification with the spectacle supplants genuine activity. So let's think about what what are we supposed to do with this Travis Scott conspiracy? Well, first off, there's the amorphous they. There's always the amorphous they in conspiracy theories. Um, it's kind of a an example of modern McCarthyism. Uh, of you know, I they're out there. I know that they're there. Let's think about this. So if if this was actually to be true, if this was a ritual sacrifice, what was the purpose? What is the purpose of this blood sacrifice? It's often a common trope. Who who benefits from these people dying? Uh, it doesn't make any sense. Were the people behind the conspiracy the ones that created the surge, the actual thing that led to the deaths? Um. Oftentimes, Satanism is often pointed to, and so that's it's just a common scapegoat of just like, well, it's satanic. What about it is satanic, you know? Um, oftentimes, conspiracy theories are a way to explain tragedy. I think that that's the most important thing. It's a coping mechanism that explains our world. It simplifies chaotic and random and horrific things. Like I said there's often the trope of the Faustian bargain because it, this this you know rich black person must have entered into some kind of pact with the superpower that is behind everything to get into the position they're in and for all of this to happen there has to be a giant vast super conspiracy okay let's get into illuminati conspiracies i'm going way over the amount of time that i thought this was going to be i was hoping for a 20 or 30 minute episode. I think I'm way further. I think I'm further in than that right now, but we'll see. So there are a lot of conspiracy theories in the hip hop and music industry with a focus on the Illuminati. The Illuminati, the Bavarian Illuminati is actually a historical group that was created in 1776 by Adam Weishaupt, who was a professor of canonical law at Ingolstadt. Uh, and it was originally a group that was for what they called illuminated professions, like pro- professors and doctors and lawyers, things of that nature. But I think for you listeners, the Illuminati, the concept of it hardly needs an introduction. A lot of Illuminati conspiracies in the hip hop community focus on esoteric symbolism in photographs and art. Uh, The theory is that certain artists are members of the Illuminati and that they've entered into a pact for fame and that they use their art to subliminally message their listeners. Uh, For example, Jay-Z is often at the center of a lot of these theories. Conspiracy theories uh, theorists say that he makes the all-seeing eye symbol with his hands. It's kind of like a triangle symbol that he makes. Historically, the all-seeing eye or the eye of providence is it basically means that the great architect is always watching over us. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of pictures with Jay-Z and Rihanna and Kanye West, a lot of artists doing it. Jay-Z says that it's a symbol for the rock or diamond, which is a symbol of his brand uh, Rockefeller Records. I think that it's 
basically just part of the black vernacular of hand gestures. We tend to vilify what we don't understand. And again, I think this is a conjunction error, conjunction fallacy, seeing patterns where they don't exist. They often, conspiracy theorists, point to uh, his nickname Jehovah as being a kind of a bastardization of Jehovah, which also ties into the stress of inverted cross symbolism that is often brought up, that was brought up in the Travis Scott. Um, so Goya actually covers this in pretty decent detail, J- the Jay-Z Illuminati conspiracy in his article. Uh, he points to the fact that, you know, these conspiracy theories they're entertaining and pleasurable. They're kind of another aspect of art. Uh, he, he says that, you know, a lot of the conspiracy theorists, theories about rap, they borrow plots from other movies like uh, V for Vendetta or, uh, you know, the Dan Brown movies, stuff like that. One thing that he points to is that uh, conspiracy theorists, well, there's a, there's a thought in the rap community that the music is becoming not as good as it used to be. There's the phrase hip hop is dead. And so it's another explanation for why the quality of the music is going down um, is that there's the systematic conspiracy to dumb the music down. Basically Uh, he says that, you know, it's highly dramatized. Uh, It's a highly dramatized explanation for the lack of substance but it really shifts the attention away from the multinational corporations that really actually do profit off of uh, the music. So again, we have to think about what we're supposed to do with these conspiracies. Uh, In this case, again, it pushes the idea that black people don't have power or cultural agency, and so they, they need to be part of a super conspiracy. Once again, think about all that goes into Jay-Z and this, these symbolic gestures. Somebody behind the scenes would have to approach Jay-Z and say, hey, we need you to make the, the mark of the beast sign or the all-seeing eye sign when you go on the cover of this magazine. And then it's going to get people to be subliminally messaged about our Illuminati agenda. From the epistemic perspective, uh, this gives us, you know, conspiracy theories about this give us a, a method to understand why or how Jay-Z is so influential. And ultimately, these conspiracies, they provide resources for voicing and challenging racial inequality. That's, that's really kind of the cultural thing that is going behind the background. Um, Culturally, it's it's a way for black people to express feelings about their place in society and to question, you know, why this systematic oppression is occurring. Uh, It's kind of a coded storytelling in a way. So that's it for today's episode. Please follow Mythic Existence on Instagram and Twitter and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Thanks for listening. See you next time.